The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This is Sharita Star. It's the Sharita Star and Power Hour. Thank you for being here. And good day, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you're listening from in the world to the Sharita Star and Power Hour. It's time once again to get conscious, dear stars. Welcome to episode 42 and the 4th of 2024, the ABCs of Astrology. Going to get back to basics today, folks, because I think it's warranted. <laughs> Our last episode and the third of 2024. Let's fine tune your law of attraction in 2024 with the rhythm of our lunar cycles. And that dove us down into the conscious conversation of how the planet that guides our feeling, our feelings, our emotions, and why we need to honor her cycles. And that would be from our lunar lady, otherwise known as the moon. And she is uh, a majorly, majorly part of why we attract in our life through what we feel. And if we understand her cycles in astrology, we really tap into a wealth of information. So if you're just joining us today for the first time, please check that one out. It's not too over your head, even if you are really showing up today to get down into the ABCs of astrology, which is we're going to get, again, very, very back to basics today. Um, It seems, and I had been getting some requests And I thought, hey, let's do it. Um, You know, I know I speak a complicated language to people, and that is always a, a, you know, it's always a challenge, I think, for any astrologer to uh, break it down. Because whoever set up the lingo of astrology just wanted to confuse and complicate everything. Because it's not... It's not an easy language to to figure out if you don't know anything about it. I mean, you really do need to 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 get things figured out. I mean, I think everybody at this point, you know, whether you know anything about astrology and you're just joining us today for the first time, and again, thank you so much for being here, and thank you as always to our returning listeners. If you know nothing at all about astrology, you at least know your sun sign. Most people know that. I mean, they've seen it in the newspaper. They've grazed those infamous horoscopes, which are, like, really ridiculous, I find. I mean, sometimes there's, in in more, I want to say, reputable publications out there, there are some good, good, well-written horoscopes, but... That's not the nuts and bolts of how to really gauge what A, number one, your forecast is, or to really truly understand who you are. You've got to get in. You got to get way in. 
That's why, you know, most astrologers, to do that, you're going to need the time and the full year and the location of where anybody is born. But we can cast the infamous birth chart, the natal birth chart. And that gets very specialized and very individualized. But before we can get there, and for people who just want to learn and and understand some basics about astrology so that you can, you know, kind of get your feet a little more wet and go, oh, oh, yeah, okay, oh, you know, and, and like kind of have like those aha we always love it when we can connect the dots and have those aha moments go go on. So first thing we're going to dive into today, because I'm going to get you into some visualization, because you, you need to have, you have to picture some things in order to really understand the connectivity of breaking down the 12 signs to begin with. So as you, again, taking it back to what you probably already know. You already know your sun sign. You've read the horoscope at some point in your life in the newspaper or however you're reading it now, which would probably be in some form of online <laughs> or an application, application uh, you know, in our modern day world. So, and and hopefully if, if, if you uh, li- like this podcast today and you are joining us for the first time, you will, you will join us over at Soul Certainty Community where you can tap into your horoscope uh, from the Sheree Star uh, interpretation of doing things. And I, I do a monthly horoscope. I do bi-monthly lunar horoscopes as well. I'm always working with your law of attraction. So... That's over on Soul Certainty Community. You'll have the go-to links today to find everything that you're going to need to continue your journey of being reachable and teachable and, and learning and never compromising uh, living consciously. is That's what we do here. So we want to tap into our soul and we want to understand what's going on. So we're going to break down the 12 signs today from Aries to Pisces. So you know there's 12 signs. Everybody knows there's 12 signs, but but why are we only working with 12? And that again, I'm going to take you back to the you need to take a visualization. And maybe go back to I know I learned it in 10th grade geometry class. But you're going to have to like kind of get into a little geometry here. I'm not going to stretch your brain cells too much. But you got to find a circle. <laughs> I want you to picture a circle. That's all you need to do at the moment. Just picture a circle in your mind. See that circle. See it? It's just, just a circle. Now I want you to take that circle and... You can draw your line across, your line up and down vertically. So you want a horizontal line, vertical line, and then you want to crisscross until you have 12 pieces in that circle. So you see that there's 12 pieces of a pie. So if you like, let's say you had a pizza and you cut that or you had a a pie, but pizza is kind of bigger. It's kind of easier to envision that you could you could you could cut a pizza into 12 pieces right that's what you want to kind of think about just think about it astrology is nothing more than a pizza pie (laughs) so you take that you have your 12 pieces now when you do a little math 
that wheel, if you remember from geometry class, it is 360 degrees that make it up in its entirety, right? There's, there's 360 degrees in a circle that way, mathematically. When you divide it into 12 pieces, each of the 12 pieces occupies what? 30 degrees of space. Thus, you take 12 of them times 30, and you're going to get your 360 degrees surface, everything, everything together. And that is the beginning of understanding how astrology is set up. There are 12 signs that occupy 30 degrees of space so that each of the planets, and even though the sun is technically a star, and you can get into your astronomy and all that other technicalities there, but we're just going to go with the, with the, with the purpose of we look at our sun sign and it travels in a 365 days of a year's time. It travels through all of those signs. That's why you have a quote sun sign. It's what it is. It's the, where the sun was in, in any of those given 12 pieces, the day you showed up, the day you got here. And of course, why we always need your time and your location and all of that is because the sun on certain days of the year, which is about 12 times a year, the sun will move from one sign to another. So if you're born in the morning and the sun changes signs in the afternoon on the same day, you may think you're the next sign, but you're actually the sign preceding it, if that makes sense. So that's why when we talk about cusps, like people say, and you've heard this, this is a very common thing with, 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 with people. They go, oh, I'm, I'm two signs. Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm both signs. No, you're not. It's mathematically impossible, number one. You're one sign mathematically or the other. You're either 29 degrees of the sign that the sun is leaving, or you're the zero degrees of the sign that the sun is entering if it's changing signs on any given day, which is, again, 12 opportunities a year for it to do so. So that's always very important if you are born you know, near the time when the sun changes signs because you need to consult with an astrologer to know who, who you actually are. Now, with, be, besides the sun, the sun is just the beginning of figuring out what sign you are. We, 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 that's your sun sign. That's the essence of your character. It is the essence of a lot of your talent. It also will help uh, you understand your health your areas of weakness in your body, what you want to nurture and take care of in your body. Very important to understand through the sun sign. It's one of one way to do it. It's not the whole picture, but it's certainly a great place to start. Most people, and I'll, I'll use an example of, of Toby Keith. Everybody knows what just happened, sadly, to Toby Keith. Too young, too soon. Um, he was a zodiac sun sign cancer what did he have 
stomach cancer. His his ailment showed up in his area of where the sign of cancer owns rules over the stomach in the zodiac. So something he was doing through stress, through emotions, through something that he did that there was something offset with his stomach and he didn't heal that right, unfortunately. As wonderful of a singer as he was and and how, you know, obviously he 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 made a great success for himself. Whether you like country music or you don't, he still did very well in his in his career and 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 uh, you know all the things that he did. So for country music. So but as an example, you've got to nurture the area of the body that your sun sign guides first and foremost. Um it's very very important. But that's just a little sidebar there of our understanding your your sun sign. Now, beyond the sun, there are all of these other planets, obviously, that, that you do know from your astronomy class, because you, you, you understand, the, the, the most people, they don't understand the connectivity of the astrology, but you understand the, the different parts of it on your own anyway. You know, you understand the horoscope, you've probably been taught astronomy somewhere, you understand we live in a solar system and so on and so forth, and we have all these planets up there, right? You see the moon once a month in its fullness. It's there. Whether you could deny it has anything to do with astrology or not, you feel it, don't you? <laughs> so all the other signs, of, excuse me, all the other planets work like the sun, working their way through this 360 degrees of space that astrology measures through the 12 signs. So that's why no two moments in time are ever the same way twice. That's why we're all unique and so on and so forth. Patterns can be the same in similar ways. Like we'll get into aspects in the latter part of the podcast, but there are no two moments in time that have ever been the same way twice. It's it's um, mathematically impossible. And that is due to the fact that the, the planets, from the sun out, all the way out to, yes, Pluto. Pluto is always, <laughs> never got demoted as a planet <laughs> by astrologers. <laughs> we all laughed when that one came out years back. So everybody in between the sun and Pluto move through this 360-degree wheel at their varying rates through each of these 12 signs. So the current forecast right now, so let's just, as I'm able to record the podcast, our sun is in the sign of Aquarius, our moon is in the sign of Taurus, Mercury is in the sign of Aquarius, Venus is in just finishing up Capricorn. Mars has just entered Aquarius. Jupiter is in Taurus. Saturn is in Pisces. Uranus is in Taurus. And Pluto is at the beginning of Aquarius. So that's the positioning 
in the, again, the here and the now of me able to record this for you, that's where all of the planets are sitting. So that makes a unique way we look at the collective forecast. Or if somebody is born today, that becomes their natal birth chart. And how everybody gets positioned, and because time is always evolving, and it's always in a procession, whether you're looking at it on a collective forecast or you're looking at it on that moment in time when you were born is why you have an astrology birth chart and why it affects your life. And then when we're doing things like forecasting, we take your chart and we throw it all in the middle. Take that wheel, put it in the middle, and then we take any of the moments of your life moving forward and we cast the forecast of what those moments are in time. And we lay it against who you are. And then you always know, hey, I've got this. So for many of us, for all of us right now, for example, as you heard me list the current transits, uh, we have a very highly concentrated energy from the current transits of planets in the sign of Aquarius. There's a lot going on in our Aquarius area of life. Now, for the individual, that's going to vary. Is that the area of your life that is about your finances? Is it your career? Is it your relationships? Is it your children? Is it your health? Is it your friendships? Is it your inner work? Is it your belief systems? Is it your home life? Is it the way you think? So on and so forth. We'll get into what all the 12 areas mean further in a minute. But that's, if you can visualize, just keep visualizing the 360 degrees divide into 12. Just keep that in your mind as we keep talking. So what the other thing that we understand in astrology is that if you, if you take that 360 degrees wheel and and then you just look at it in the four quarters of it, the quadrants of it, that's one quarter each, each little, if you take three, you take three slices, you take three slices of your pizza and you put them together in the quarter, you get your seasons. You understand we have spring which is the beginning of the Zodiac. That's the beginning. That's Aries. Aries starts the whole thing off. We go Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Spring, lead off into Summer, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Summer, lead off into Fall with Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, And then we lead off into winter with Capricorn, Aquarius, conclude winter before we go back into spring again with Pisces. And you've just gone around your 360 degree wheel and you've just experienced the seasons through the Zodiac. That's what they do now. 
within, again, just taking those quarters. So just looking at that wheel and taking one little section of three pieces of your pizza. <laughs> and then you've got the next section and the next section and the next section. That's the four sections. We just did the seasons. So within the seasons, you're going to find there is there is one of every what astrology is the further thing that we break down in astrology is there's there's three things that classify a sign like they all have their own individual planetary rulers we'll get into that but they are they are classified and organized into elements and into tasks, a task, what, what, what does the sign naturally do? And then the gender. And I don't want to get, I don't want this to be a topic of debate. I'm not talking about the, the, the current topic of gender. I'm talking about how astrology has always guided and in, in, in understood gender. So I hope that doesn't like make anybody's ears perk and go, oh my God, what is she talking about? Gender according to astrology. Time, timeless knowledge here. This is nothing about the current gender issues that exist in modern day society. Just so we know. And we are clear. Because I don't I die I don't need backlash from things that are just trying to be logically explained mathematically. <laughs> so Within, again, our seasons of the Zodiac, you have, so our, our three, air, our three, there's three tasks in the Zodiac. Three things any given sign will do. That is, they are a cardinal leadership sign. They are a fixed organized sign. Or... They are a mutable communication sign. Those are the three different ways any of the 12 signs expresses who it is or what it does. Do I naturally lead? Do I naturally organize and manage and oversee things? Or do I need to move around all the time and and talk and express myself in that way? Am I a communicator? Am I a writer? Am I a public speaker? However, the communication needs to happen. And not that every single, I, I, we all do these things, but what is our strength, in other words? So the task that we are born to via the sun sign will also denote a strength we have. And that, hey, you know what? You're better off putting your focus and your attention in this direction because it will allow you to flourish. And you're not going to be, as my mentor, Linda Goodman, always said, stop trying to be a square peg trying to fit in a round hole because it doesn't work in our life. And you could try. But it's, you know, truly why... Most people, if they if they find themselves miserable in their life, it's because they're not doing what they're supposed to. They're going against their own flow, you know. So, as we lead off a season, 
we've got to do it with a leadership sign. So as we discussed all the four seasons, you have Aries that initiates fall. Uh, sorry, <laughs> initiates spring. You have Cancer that initiates summer. You have Libra that initiates autumn. You have Capricorn that initiates winter. Those are your four cardinal leadership signs in the zodiac. And once we're in the season, we have to get settled and organized and, and you know, we, we got to get into it, settle in, get fixed into it. So those are the signs, our fixed, organized signs are the ones that pull us into the, like the thick of the season that we are currently experiencing. So that will be Taurus, will fix us into spring. Leo fixes us into summer. Scorpio fixes us into autumn. And Aquarius fixes us into winter. All of those signs naturally oversee, can manage things super well, or or they are some form of an organizer. That's what they excel at. They're not, uh, you know, to be fair to say, they're not the biggest fans of change. (laughs) They'll do it, but they, they do it with a little more resistance sometimes than other signs because they're so good at like, yeah, but it's like, this is the way it's got to be managed and, you know, so on and so forth. So now as we get to the close and get ready to change out of the season, going to have to have something mutable and something stirring changes. So, Every spring, when we're in Gemini, we get ready to move out of spring. We're, move, we're getting ready to move out. We're, we're shifting. We're stirring up. As we get ready to move out of summer, we're doing that through Virgo, who stirs up the changes, moves things. Then we get at the close of the autumn season, we have Sagittarius that ushers in and really sparks it up. We'll get into why that is in the next category. And then as we conclude the winter, we have Pisces that moves us and gets us ready for the upcoming spring. Each of those four signs are a mutable communicator. So they, they, they have to circulate. They have to move in some capacity. They got to communicate things. They have to get things going and moving along. It is what they do. And they naturally need to do it. They're not, the, 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 they're always got to be on the go in some capacity, uh, whether it is through the mind only or physically moving in their life. They, 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 they don't rest easily. <laughs> if that makes sense, you know, uh, they, they're, they have their own ways of doing it, which now we're going to break it down one more subcategory here. So we're going to talk next about what the elements are.
So with the elements, we're going to take what we just did with the tasks and elementally is another way that the zodiac is organized. And we have the four elements of fire, earth, air, and water. So what we do is we notice that we have, so we just went through how, the, the, what the talent and the purpose and the, the natural way that any particular sign is going to go. And we had the three ways it, it does it. It's a leader, it's an organizer, manager, or it's a, it's a communicator, mover, shaker of some kind. So within those three categories, you have one of each of the elements in the way that they work. So, as we look to who leads the seasons, we've got Aries is your fire sparking up the new, not only the new Zodiac year, but it's the, hey, we're, we got it. We, we're, we're striking up spring here. We're ready to go. Striking it up. Let's, let's, let's get going. We're going headfirst into all of it. Boom. Springtime. Then we move into initiating summer, which is guided by the leadership of a water sign, which is cancer. That soothes us into the summer season. What do we do? We typically need to get into water to cool off. <laughs> Most summer seasons anyway. At least that's the way it's naturally set up. <laughs> I don't know. So I, I, th I think our seasons are a little off base th as, as we do well now, uh, depending where you're living. Um, not all seasons are the same anymore. But this is the natural way it used to be. Then you have... The element of air is what leads us off into autumn through Libra. And then as we, as we lead off into wintertime, we do that through Capricorn, through Earth. So there's one category of all of your leadership. One of each element in there. Same thing applies to how the fixed organizers work and how the mutable communicators work. To settle into the season, we do that through the earth guidance of Taurus. To settle us into the summer, the hot of summer, we do that through the fieriness of Leo, fire sign. It's typically your Leo time of the year is the hottest time in the summer. Now, you know, I, like I say, typically <laughs> not, maybe not, maybe not what we're looking at in, in the collective now, unfortunately, but you understand what I'm saying? We get into the water 
energy of the autumn season through Scorpio. We get, you know, truly just dive, dive into the depths of, of, you know, what the autumn season is all about. And then as we are contending with winter, getting settled and organized into it, we do that through the element of air with Aquarius. And then as we're getting ready to change out of any of our given seasons, we have Gemini, the air communication sign, mutable communication sign, stirring up all what goes on. And then we work with Virgo, who moves everything on the earth to get us and it's also the sign of the harvest if you are a gardener. Uh, your your garden is typically in the best of its bounty during the, the during the weeks of Virgo, the 30 days of Virgo, 30 degrees of Virgo. Your garden late August through September is booming. Uh, again, typically <laughs> under under normal growing seasons. And then as we work with moving ourselves out of the autumn season, we are all sparked up by the immutable energy, communicating energy of Sagittarius through fire. That's the fire communication sign. And then as we are leaving the winter, we are working with the water energy of the communicating abilities of Pisces before we get in back at the beginning at Aries. So that is the division of how we work with the elements, we work with the tasks. So there are one uh, one of each element in the way we work with leadership, in the way we work with organization, managing, overseeing, and in the way that we work with communicating, moving, circulating, uh, you know, along the way. So each of those tasks has one elemental, has a different elemental way it works. Now, go back. Keep visualizing your wheel. As you look at that, what you're going to also notice, you got your, again, you got your quarters of your pie with your three slices in the quarter. If you look at how, though, when we talk about the leadership, and where they're positioned on the wheel, they're going to be four apart from, or th- well, they're three apart from each other, right? You got one starting one quarter, one starting the next quarter, and so on. So they're, they're four apart from each other, but there's four of them starting each quarter. When we start looking at relationships in the Zodiac and how communications happen, you're going to start to see more geometry being brought into the picture. So you have, when, when you're looking at your leadership signs, they squ- what they call aspect-wise, 
And I'm covering the basic aspects. There's a lot of other, like, more in-depth, um, I call it astrology, um, you know, 500, 400, 500. It's more, like, if you're going to try to understand the basics, you can't we can't complicate you with that. So we're going to just cover the basic aspects, which is going to take us through conjunction, sextiles, trines, and squares, and oppositions. So as we're looking at the leadership signs, again, one of every element, they make a natural square in the geometry that separates them, which is a 90-degree angle. Four 90-degree angles make up a 360-degree, right? You remember that in your geometry? You have four, uh, you know, a, a, a square is four 90-degree angles. That's 360. Same thing. So that's how, and that's why leadership in Aries to a Cancer to a Libra to a Capricorn back to an Aries, they, they you know, depend, and, and you got to look at natal charts to really, really know the, the nuts and bolts of, of relationships because so many things say, oh, you can't, this sign doesn't get along with that sign and so on and so forth. No, 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 you got to get into the natal charts. You cannot go by sun sign alone. I mean, yes, there's a natural way as we're talking about that, okay, you're going to get a little tension here. A square causes tension. Think about it. It's a corner. It's four corners. And naturally, when we have aspects that show up like this, so whether we're dealing with a collective aspect and we're talking about, oh, Uranus is squaring to the moon today, that's going to cause tension. And if you're on with me in soul certainty, you hear me talk about this a lot because I use the aspects all the time to talk about not only what we're doing in a universal month, but I talk about those moon Voida courses all the time. That's another big timing thing in astrology. That's really great to optimize, you know, what you're scheduling in your life in any manner of importance. So it's whether we're looking at a collective forecast or how this is working in your chart. So if you were born on a day that planets were squaring to each other, you're going to have a natural tension in your own life. Now, you can look at that like it's a like it's a problem. Or you can look at it like it, it's trying to make a strength for you. And it does squares just require more effort. They they're not as easeful and we're going to talk about the other aspects that work a little more happily. But that that's really part of it is squares just take more effort it doesn't mean it's all for nothing or that oh my god it'll never happen because think about it look at that square it's also a foundation and if you don't have a foundation how does anything stand up you you need that so we need squares for strength and strength requires more effort so just remember that when anytime you get, oh, it's, oh, it's a square. Uh oh, I had somebody, I had, I had somebody recently, they, they, I don't know. They had an amateur astrologer, um, tell them something. And I, of course, you know, I have their chart and, and they said, 
I, you know, I just heard this from whatever, and and I and I, they, they, they didn't even have the house, they didn't have the transit right, they didn't have any of it right. So you know, again, I always go back to, be very very careful how you're perceiving and taking in information, you know, vet it, because there are a lot of people out there misrepresenting this work like they're misrepresenting everything else in today's world. There is no question about it. And the one thing I I will do is stand by the details that I do my work in and the accuracy that I do it in and the objectivity that I deliver it in so that you can just utilize your own discernment. Because I'm not here to tell you what to think. I just want you to think. So... But, you know, a lot of astrologers, they throw out squares like it's the be-all and end-all. And, oh, it's going to be a hot mess. For the unaware, it can be a hot mess. But when you utilize these these energies to your advantage, you can always make the best out of it. But some things require more effort, remember. And a lot of people don't like more effort anymore, do they? They want it as easy and as lazy and as convenient as possible. Well, that ain't going to get you too far sometimes. Because timing hasn't changed. Whether the convenience of life has changed, that has nothing to do with your timing. Not an ounce. So, remember that. Okay. Rant over. The Sharita Star rant is over for today's episode. <laughs> All right. We're going to keep talking about aspects. So when we get into the understanding the elements, when you look at the relationship between the way organized earth of Taurus, mutable earth of Virgo, and leadership earth of Capricorn, Am I missing an earth sign? No, I'm not. (laughs) There, your Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn connection are all your earth signs. And they get along, typically. They like connecting in their earthiness together, but they bring their own little special way of doing it into the picture, right? They like go, oh, look, look, I lead this way. I, I, I organize this way and I make moving things and changing things this way. But we all do it on the earth and earthiness. So that's your, your earth elemental connection, which makes what we say in astrology is a trine. It's a trining energy. It's a 120 degree. It's how that sits in the Zodiac. It's three 120s. That all adds up to 360 as well. That's your math again. It's just your math. It's geometry. You're breaking this down to geometry at the end of the day. Going back to visualizing that wheel. So it's the same thing with your with with your fire signs. You're going to take leadership of fire through Aries, 
You're going to take organization of fire through Leo. You're going to take communication of fire through Sagittarius. All of those fire signs naturally like to get along. They are 120 degrees apart. Three of them, 360. Back to the wheel. As you look at the, as, as well as to how they're positioned, they are, they make a triangle in the wheel. They triangle each other. Now, with a trine, as is known in astrology, it's easeful, it's flowful, it's playful. A lot of the times with a trine, it's great for like art, art, artistic adventure and 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 creativity and fun and flow but if you have way too many training things going on you are so relaxed you have no structure which is what the square gives you to get something done with a little more effort and not to say that the trine isn't good it's very beneficial you got to have friendliness and you got to have flow for things to happen But that trine, um, if we don't use it responsibly, we tend to get nothing done either, you know, in the same fashion. So you have to be like, you know, a little extra aware with the trines. But it's great when you want to like sign things and you want to get things going or you want to initiate things like we want to see, oh, look at all these little, little happy little things are going to be going on today. Or when we're looking at like current events or things you want to schedule, you want to make sure, hey, I've, I've got a good, you know, hey, these two planets are making a trine today. That's going to be very beneficial for what I'm trying to do. Depends on what you're trying to do, what you're trying to initiate. Uh, you know, everything is different. I, we couldn't possibly explain all of that in an introductory podcast of the ABCs of, of astrology. So as we're looking to the elements of air, we're looking at the mutable communication of, of Gemini. We're looking at the leadership air of Libra. And then we're looking at the organizational air of Aquarius. They do the same thing. They make that little triangle 120 degrees apart on the wheel equals 360. Then your final element is water. You you lead through Cancer. We fix through Scorpio. We organize the water through Scorpio, and then we get ready for change. We stir up everything through Pisces. They also try and make that happiness. Triangle, 120 degrees, equals 360. And then we're going to look at how a sextile works. Now, a sextile is how we're going to kind of go here with the planes of existence. So you have to think of the four elements, and this is how you're going to get into understanding sextiles very easily. They have to be the elements that get along with each other. So who gets along with each other? Fire and earth, fire in, 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 in air. Fire needs air to exist, correct? 
you snuff out the air, the fire will go away or you'll put it out. <laughs> if you don't have enough air. So the fire, the air feeds the fire. Amicably. When you look at, again, once you got, you've got your 360 degree wheel, your 12 pieces of your pizza. And you look at how your earth signs and your air, your earth signs and your water signs. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm mixing my own elements up. We're going to stick with fire and air. You look at how your fire signs and your air signs work with each other. They are naturally 60 degrees apart on that wheel. And you're going to take six relationships of how that works between fire and air and then your other natural agreement is earth and water. And you have six times 60 degrees and you will get the 360 degree completion. Sorry, I went a little, I I, I got ahead of myself. So... Your fire and your air are sextile in the zodiac and your earth and your water are sextile in the zodiac. So as you go along the wheel, it's basically you're going to skip a sign. So as you look at the wheel, you're going to skip every other piece to find the sextiles naturally. So you start with Aries, you skip to... You start with Aries and fire, you skip to Gemini and air. You skip to Leo and fire, you skip to Libra and air. You skip to, to Sagittarius and fire, you skip to Aquarius in air. And you've done all six of the sextiling agreements. And then, of course, Aquarius back to Aries will be back from air to fire. You do the same thing with your earth and your, fi- and your water signs. Taurus is your earth. You skip, you get to cancer. It's water. You skip, you get to Virgo. It's earth. You skip, you get to Scorpio. It's water. You skip, you get to Capricorn. It's earth. You skip, you get back to Pisces. It's water. And you skip one more time back over Aries and you land back on Taurus which is earth. And then you've got all the six agreements of those sextiles 60 degrees apart on that zodiac wheel, giving you 360. And there's your sextiles. Your sextiles, your trines, and your squares. Now the other two are a little more easier to explain. Because we're going to work with, uh, let's work with the opposition first. Tackle the more challenging one. So you take an opposition in astrology is going to be, you take the sign. They always say, here's where you always are going to go back to the opposites attract. But in a circle, your opposite is what? 180 degrees away. From where you are. So your opposite sign. This is what gets tricky about an opposition though. They are. They are 
a, a amicable element between each other, but they're the same task as they oppose one another. So they're trying. So that's where they get in the, the battle. Is because I would, but I'm gonna organize this way. No, I'm leading this way, and, and that's not the way that this goes. Or I'm, I'm communicating this way, and you're, you're no, you, you, I can't communicate the way you do. So that's where in oppositions in the zodiac we see a resistance because the the the, the two parties are trying to do they're trying to do the same task in this in a different way and they don't want to see the way the other one does it but what they don't realize is but we have an agreement here we just we got to get past we 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 got to dig into the element to find our agreement so you have Aries and Libra for example obviously the the, the beginning you have a fire leadership working with a air leadership so the air and the fire got to figure out how to connect. The leadership will follow suit if the elements get it together. So the spark of Aries needs to work with the intellectual ability of Libra through the air. Because air signs are all intellectuals, by the way. They probably think too much for their own good, but, you know, nobody's perfect. None of us are perfect, by the way. Did you figure that out yet? Have you all figured that out yet? None of us are perfect. <laughs> With all of the uh, f- funny little, little little tongue ties I've had this podcast, do you at least know I'm not perfect? <laughs> and rightfully so. Um, but the information is still accurate, <laughs> even if I had to correct myself. So oppositions in the Zodiac give us a, a sense of completion because if we figure out how to stop resisting and we cooperate with one another, and figure out, oh my God, the way you know how to lead is what will complete what I'm lacking. Oh my God, how cool is that? And that's how oppositions work. So each of your, so basically your hundred, whoever's sitting diametrically opposed from you on the wheel is your opposite, which is six pairs. Aries, Libra, Taurus, Scorpio, Gemini, Sagittarius, Cancer, Capricorn, Leo, Aquarius, Virgo, Pisces. And that's it. So that's how your oppositions work. And if, you know, you agree to get along, you get along. So that is a... You know, uh, this is, you know, again, I may do a part two on this because I think to continue this in its, you know, realness, I certainly, a boy, I did not get to what I exactly thought to um, in, in, in explaining everything. So there, there's, there's more things to get into here. Um, and I will touch back to the gender really quickly because each of the signs are masculine or feminine and that also connects back to your element all of your fire and air elemental signs are masculine 
all of your earth and water signs are feminine. And that's just, again, six each. So there's six masculine signs, six. And basically, how does that work? Through the sextiles. If you understand the relationship of that, hop over the next one, hop over the next one, you get your sextile 60 degrees apart. It's the same thing. It's just dividing it in half and understanding there's, you know, that agreement of, and of course, in, um, but what's also interesting when, when you get into the oppositions is your opposition is the same gender as well. So, for example, Aries and Libra, fire and air, opposition, are two masculine signs in opposition. Taurus and Scorpio are earth and water to feminine sign oppositions. And this is, again, taking this to this 360 degree wheel is uh, for me to begin somebody to open up their mind with how you already have been taught something in your life more than likely. And I know a lot of people you use the excuse with me, oh my God, I was, uh, I was horrific in geometry. But I'm not asking you to do like formulas and stuff. I'm, you know, it's like you just want to use it as the visualization. If you, can put, if you can put 12 pieces in your mind and start working with some sections, you're, you're going to start to understand it on a basic level. So that it, it doesn't have to be overwhelming when you hear like, oh my God, a square, a, a trine, a this, an opposition. You actually go, oh yeah, okay, I, I, I can digest that. That makes sense to me. So just think about that when it comes to, um, you know, all these things. I think what I'm going to do with a part two on this is um, I will cover, you know, all of the planets and the you know, who they guide over and, and what we also didn't get to at all is how each of the zodiac signs rule the natal house when we're looking at a birth chart. So it's a little more kind of in depth to get your head around if you can't even get the wheel visual correct, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna think about this in my uh, future episodes here and, um, We'll get back to you on uh, part two of this because it deserves a part two uh, to get you into the fullness of, you know, again, being able to start to understand astrology so that it's not overwhelming to you. And that's really our goal. So always, always reach out with your questions. Uh, Let me know how this made sense to you and let's get a conversation going. It is always the best way that any of us can learn and grow and, uh, you know, do all these things that we need to be doing on our planet at this time together. Yeah. And as always, thank you so much for being here and taking another silent listen to the Sharita Star Empower Hour. Be sure to connect with the go-to link from today's episode to continue your conscious journey by staying up to date with all of astrology's current forecasting wisdom 
on Soul Certainty Community, or check in with a personal session to completely level up your own self-knowledge. Equally, with great advanced gratitude, please kindly share this podcast if it resonates with you to do so. And stay tuned for March 8th, when we'll be back with more need-to-know empowerment conversation to continue to raise your conscious awareness through the importance of connecting our soul cycles to our human experiences. This is Sharita Star from Mind Body Spirit FM signing off for today's message to never compromise living consciously. Take extremely good care of each other and namaste, dear stars. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.